Alright? Now, that what Hebrews says. Now, let me find uh, Brother James. Is evidence that we're running. Hope you enjoy our pastor's message. I'm Brother Michael Williams. Thank you for listening. We pray you were enlightened spiritually by our radio broadcast. If you would like a copy of our service or support us by donation, write us at Bethany Ministry Center, P.O. Box 6764, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71307, or call us at 318-561-0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 12.15 p.m. K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM 70,000 watts of gospel power <laughs> Beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi And the flat plains of West Texas And the beaches and bayous of Louisiana K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM Good afternoon I'm Bishop Kenny Townsend along with my wife Minister Mildred Townsend And you're now tuned in to Moments of Inspiration Perfecting the Saints Right here on K-A-Y-T Sit back and enjoy the word of God among them that shall reign with him. That's right, my friend. That's the only way that we're going to reign with him. We must be a part of righteousness and holiness. There is no other way. We will not reign any other way. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another session of Moments of Inspiration, Perfecting the Saints right here on your real love station, K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM on your dial. I'm your host, Bishop Kenny Townsend, along with my beautiful wife of 27 years, Amen, Mildred Townsend. Oh. My goodness. <laughs> the old timers is kicking in already. Oh, yes, yes. I was the <laughs> devil is a lie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was uh, trying to get something. Yes, I'm a, a lady, Mildred Townsend, and I'm blessed to be here again. Amen. Truly, we thank and praise God for you, you, and you that have tuned in to uh, let us spend the best part of your day, and that is sharing moments of inspiration, which is a real well-rounded broadcast ministry, especially uh, formulated to minister to the body of Christ, the whole man, to help perfect us, amen, in our walk with God, because the Word of God clearly tells us that the Lord is coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. Amen. And it's just like uh, anything else. Amen. When we go to the doctor, we want to know the truth. Amen. And brothers and sisters, the truth of the matter is you need to know where we are in the lateness of this hour. Amen. You need to know where we stand. You need to know the malicious plots that are even being formulated and structurized to keep you. That's right. Amen. You, you, you don't understand. When the Holocaust came to the Jews, 
they were not even prepared to deal with what unfolded before them. And so we're living in the lateness of the hour, and God said, but that day shall not overtake you, as some will be overtaken. For when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come. But it is our heartfelt expression to share the truth with you. Minister Mildred, if you so kindly will, a scripture and a prayer Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. John, first chapter, one to three, it reads as this. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We come to you again praising you and thanking you, Lord, for this day. Hallelujah. Truly, you've been so good to us, Lord yes, God. Lord. Yes, Lord. You watched over us. And you let us live to see this day again. Oh, yes. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, once again. To thank you yes, for what Lord. you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Lord God, throughout this day, we just want to praise you. We just want to thank you. We just want to give you what due to you. Truly, each day, God, it's a day to praise you. It's a day to thank you. It's a oh, day to yes. give you all what due to you. Hallelujah. Truly, there's none like you Hallelujah. nowhere. Yes, Father, Lord. we just thank you. We ask you to look on your people everywhere throughout this land. Yes. Lord God, we ask you to look on the radio broadcast audience, Lord, yes, Lord. that you would just prick their heart right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus to receive Jesus. what you're saying in this hour. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, we yes, continue to Lord. give your name to praise this yes, day. Lord in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to stay. Yes, yes, yes. Under the blood. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay. Under the blood. I'm going to stay. Under the blood. And the can't do me, do me no harm. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I'm going to stay under the blood. Oh, yes. Amen. For the Bible tells us that when God got ready to deal with the Egyptians, he told uh, uh, Moses and the rest of uh, the children of Israel, he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass. I will pass over Please. you. Hallelujah. Amen. And as Mild uh, Minister Mildred was praying, amen, I'm praying that God's blood will cover even those in the uh, cities of Oklahoma, in the states of Oklahoma, as a series of tornadoes are making their way through the region. Amen. Truly, brothers and sisters, we are in the last days, and we Amen. must take accountability of what God is trying to convey to us. Amen. 2,000 years have come and gone, and Jesus said he is coming back, and he is coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. Oh, yes. Amen. But which, 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 which criteria will you fit under? Will you be the wise virgins? who had their lamps trimmed with oil, who was prepared that when the bridegroom came and the cry was made, they were ready to go out and meet him? Or will we be like the foolish virgins who nonchalantly just think that we have time? Oh, God. And the truth of the matter is time is of the essence. Time yes, is running out. As the saying goes, time waits for no one. But I posed this question on Facebook, and I asked some of the people, I said, if the Lord came for you right now, well, at this very moment, would your life be in good standing with the Lord? I hear somebody say, well, Bishop Townsend, don't none of us know that. Well, I can tell you this. If you don't know it, you need to drop that religion. Oh, God. Drop that religion. 
because the truth of the matter is there won't be no half-stepping when Jesus comes. Yes. Amen. There won't be no trying to get ready, saints of God. Amen. And we've got to be told the truth of what we're up against. Amen. If you knew somebody was going to break in your house, you would be waiting. You would make preparations to stop them from breaking in and intruding upon you. But the thief knows that you're not aware mm. of when he's going to come. And for most part, you know what? He begins to break in because he does little subtle things that you're not even aware of what he's doing. He begins to walk up and down your street to see if you're going to say anything about him being in front of your neighbor's house. The question was asked, am I my brother's keeper? Indeed we are. And the only way that I can help keep you is to make you aware of what we are going through, Minister Mildred. I have to make God's people aware of the lateness of the hour in which that we're in. For even when we look at the sky and look at the signs of the sky, it tells us that we are ready to receive a downpour. Yes. But Jesus asked the question to the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees. You design the skies and the seasons, but can you not design, or should I say discern? Yes, Lord. Discern the times that we're in. Brothers and sisters, can you not discern what we are up against? Can you not discern that Christ has came to set the captive free? Can you not discern and understand that time is of the essence? Time is running out for your sons and for your daughters, for your husbands and wives. It's running out for our institutions. It's running out for government. It's running out all over. And many of us are not even aware of what's unfolding around us each and every day. And we can have that ostrich mentality if we want to. You can stick your head in the ground, but you know what happens? When you stick your head in the ground, what happens, Minister Mildred? Well, the behind part sticks out, Bishop. And when you were saying that, a lot of time, you know, the devil, he's not going to appear with the, with the fork and the horns on, Bishop. You know, and, uh, you know, when we were smaller, that's the way we saw the devil. You know, with something with a red suit or, or, the, or the horns, the pick fork. But no, he's t today, Bishop, he's your neighbor. Today, he's that sister and brother at your church that close in your circle. Today, you know, he's speaking through your children in certain things. So, you know, a lot of time people, you know, they, uh, the enemy is not going to make itself visible for you to see him, you know. Uh-huh. He's not going to be that way. Amen. He's going to come in a conning way, a slick way, a sly way. Amen. You mean pretty much like the little girl that came to uh, uh, Paul and then when it was on their way to the hour of prayer and, and she began to uh, testify. Yes. She began to say, these are men of the most high God that have come to show us the way of salvation. And that is what we got going on right now, brothers and sisters. The Bible says, marvel not. Watch this. Satan has transformed himself an angel. as an angel of light. of light. Yes. And he said, don't be so surprised if his ministers do the same thing. W listen to what he calls them, ministers, his mm. servants. Yes. His Amen. Servants. But the thing about it is we as children of God are not displaying the discernment. Can I tell you why we're not displaying discernment? Because many of us have not come in alignment with what God calls discernment. First of all, the scriptures are spiritually discerned. That's it. And in order to discern what type of spirits that are operating around us, we must be infused with the power and the magnitude of the Holy Spirit equally as well. Amen. They're seeking everything else, Bishop, but the spirit of the living God. And that's what we're lacking in the day. You know, there was a time when that was very, very pushed for the uh, people of God to really get uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Ghost. But uh, nowadays, you know, it, it's just like, you know, it's, it's not important anymore. But, you know, in order to really, really, really to do the things that God has for us to do in this end time, we got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Amen, Minister Mildred. And, and just like you said, the truth of the matter is uh, people are getting religion on every side. Amen. They're getting religion. Amen. But even as we read this Bible, there are people that shun from the very institution that Jesus Christ himself established for God's people. And that is, amen, he came to set the captive free. Amen. And we have to make uh, people aware of how to become free. Amen. You know, we're living in a society now where prophets are coming up from everywhere. Mm. And the first thing that happens is that when people began to uh, hear about a prophet in town, their lives are in shambles. They're living uh, all type of lives of debauchery. They're living sinful lifestyles. They're living all kind of ways. And it's strange that when the prophet comes, he can even look at a person and call them man of God, woman of God. When Jesus said, if you love me, mm. keep my commandments. He said, why callest thou me Lord, Lord, and keepest not my commandments? In other words, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. And what we've got now, we have what's called a gospel of inclusion. We all can just do what we want to do. It don't work that way, my brothers and sisters. It never has, Minister Mildred, mm -mm. and it never will. Mm -mm. When Jesus chose those 12 disciples, he empowered them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And everything that they shared after his departure was left into their care to pass on to us. And if we are not careful, if we are not careful to do what Christ left with the apostles and the disciples, we're going to find ourselves in grave danger, Amen. in grave trouble. Bishop Townsend, what do you mean? Minister Mildred, let me share something with you, because as we said before, we've got to get people's hearts affixed to the truth. There is a way that seemeth right, but the end therein of is death. What does death mean? Separation from the truth of God's word. And this thing ain't just gotten by mere curing it. It must be obedience. There must be a follow-up. Minister Mary, go with me to the book of Galatians, the first chapter, real quick. Real quick, if you will. Because Paul had to share something with the Galatians, too. The gospel of Jesus Christ had been preached to them. And once the gospel of Jesus Christ and all the prerequisites had been made for them to receive Christ into their life, they began to go backwards. And in many cases, what happens, Satan has confused the minds of God's people. He got some that are going backwards. He got some that are putting the cart before the horse. He got some that are doing things that, uh, uh, that seem right, and they're not. As a matter of fact, when we even think back to when Jesus was looking at the people giving the offering, the first thing that came to most of our minds, naturally so, is when we see people putting big money in, we think they're doing big things. And Jesus began to show them a little woman aside from everybody else, and says she gave more than everybody. Wait just a minute. That don't make no sense. Wait, Jesus, hold it. You're missing something, Jesus. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Addition and subtraction always shows more is more and less is less. Jesus said, uh-uh. See, that's the, that's the thing. We're trying to look at Jesus through a worldly perspective. Well, You're not going to get it. Won't get it. You're trying to look at it through a theological seminary perspective. You're not going to get it. Man. You're trying to look to him through some type of uh, 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 doctorate degree. You're not going to get it. The scriptures are spiritually discerned. They are not theologically discerned. The Bible says that even after they saw the disciples, they took note that they were unlearned men, but they also took note that they had been with Jesus. And when you get with Jesus, that's what really makes the difference. But the question is, there's much confusion. How to get with Jesus? That is the mainstream confusion that is ushering within the confines of the body of Christ today. 
And here's what the Apostle Paul had to share on the matter. Starting at verse number one, I'm going to read that, Minister Miller, then I want you to skip down to verse number uh, six. Here's what Paul said. Paul said, Paul, an apostle, watch this, not of men, for there were men also during the time of Paul making themselves apostles. That's right. But Paul gives clarity to get them to understand. And he said, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ, because that was the criteria of becoming an apostle. Jesus had handpicked each and every one of those apostles. So Paul makes it clear that the man-made ordination of apostleship was not ordained by God. All right, Minister Mildred, go on down to verse number six. What does it say? I marvel that you are so soon removed from him to call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Wait a minute, Paul. What are you saying? Oh, there's some more out there. Different gospel. Oh, there's some more out there, and they stray you away from the gospel that Jesus left with his holy apostles. There are gospels out there that causes people to put the cart before the horse. It's the same way like a woman shacks up with a man. They act as though they're married, but they have not went by the law that God has instituted. He said, let every man have his own wife. But now when they shack up, it's nothing more than a man with a concubine. Let every woman have her own husband. But when they shack up, it's just nothing more than a woman that's got her own sugar daddy providing what she needs. My Lord. And so there is a right way and there is a wrong way to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul had to let the Galatians know because the Galatians wanted to go backwards instead of forward. And Paul had to remind them that they were soon shaken because somebody else was infuting or trying to infuse another gospel to them that was not of the Lord Jesus Christ. What else does he say, Minister Mildred? Number seven says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. This is what Paul let the people know. We're living in a perverted age where the gospel has been so greatly distorted and perverted until there is mass confusion among the people. But it was the same gospel that the apostles stood up on the day of Pentecost and began to share with the people. This same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. This was the beginning of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know Matthew, Mark, and Luke began to share some, 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 some very important aspects but he remember, he began to tell Peter, he said, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And he said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose. Peter loosed that gospel on the day of Pentecost, and he began to share the truth of what the gospel was all about. But before that, there was a gospel of John. And John preached the gospel of repentance, saying, there comes one mightier than I whose shoes lace I am not worthy to unlatch, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Holy what are you saying, John? I'm shifting this thing away from me, and I'm putting it all on Jesus. And then Jesus began to shift it away from himself because he had to go back to be seated with the Father, and I'm shifting it to my apostles, my disciples. And he began to tell them, whosoever sins, you remit shall be remitted, and whoever sins you retain shall be retained. I'm entrusting the gospel into the hands of the apostles now. Amen. What else does Paul share with them, Minister Mildred? But though we, an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, this is what Christ left the authority into the hands of the apostles. 
And we've got many cursed folk walking around today. My Lord, my Lord. We've got many cursed folk that don't even know that they're cursed. And some of them, even though it might be in ignorance, Paul did not give clarity and understanding. He said, though we, an angel, now you know one thing about an angel, an angel is mighty. Mm. But Paul said that because he also knew that Satan could transform himself as an angel of light. He also understood the importance of getting people spiritually able to discern what they need to listen to. And we're living in a time now, brothers and sisters, where you must be made abreast of how you receive. He says, be careful what you receive and how you receive it. You know, sometimes you can tell when a child ate some food someplace he ain't got no business getting it because it makes him sick. And this is all the work of Satan, to get you sick, to get you confused, to get you off of track concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul began to give them clarity, minister, minister, by saying, though we or an angel or any other preach any other gospel, well, wait a minute, what gospel were they preaching? What gospel was, uh, well, what, you know what? Paul began to preach the same gospel that Peter, James, John, Matthew, Mark, all of the other ones, he began to preach that same gospel. Though he was the least of them, he preached the same gospel. What was that gospel? Number one, that gospel was repentance. That gospel was to let you know that Jesus Christ came to die for you. That Jesus Christ bled, hung, and suffered. That Jesus Christ was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And that there is none other name whereby men must be saved but by Jesus Christ. That was the gospel that they preached on the day of Pentecost. And that gospel still holds true today. But like I said, there's a mass order of confusion that is taking the minds of God's people. And then Paul has to give clarity by telling them that if any come preach any other gospel besides what we have preached unto you, they are accursed. So what we've got to do is get back lined up in the aspects of what gospel was handed down to them. You see, even when little, I believe, Josiah was just a kid, he had the people go into the temple and found the testaments that God had left because it had been discarded. But when he found those testaments, he reincorporated and reinstated the laws that had been long forgotten about. What are you saying, Bishop Townsend? We've got to reinstate the gospel for the way it was intended right from the beginning and can no longer deviate from the gospel in which that was intended, even from the day of Pentecost, even to this present time. That gospel is the same gospel that will resonate throughout all history. And, th and this is why John even picked it up. He said that if any take away from the writings of this book, God will take away his name out of the Lamb's book of life. And he that adds anything to it, God will add to the plagues that he's going to give to those that are already cursed. Amen, Bishop. And then while you were saying that, I was thinking about how the gospel today, you know, many of them have different gospels. They have different gospels out there now. And, and the Lord want us to, you know, to sure to get in the word of God so that we will not be fooled by these other gospels that they have out there. Prosperity gospel. We're not saying that you're not supposed to be prosperity, but when you make a gospel out of this thing and, and forget about the word of God, the true word of God, then you, you've got it out of, out of the will of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, one of the things about it, when you read the word of God, and I know that we're living in a time where they said he became poor so that we could become rich. But as we read through the gospel, don't you let us know it would show us folks getting rich. Yes. Don't you think it would show us that? It ain't showing that. Huh? 
Don't you think it would give us the criteria for what we knew to need to be rich? And now, now, don't confuse what I'm saying. Don't confuse me. The Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow has nothing to do with riches, right. earthly riches, materialistic riches. It's speaking about the richness in the things of Christ, spiritually speaking. Because if I can tell you the truth, once you get the riches of Christ spiritually, know ye not it is the unseen things that are eternal, yes. and it is the seen things that are temporal. Yes. That's simply saying that when we get Christ and the gospel that Christ intends for us to have, we have been given the divine power to do what's called spiritual alchemy. Take the base things and the less things that we have and transmute them to a higher vibration, which causes the multiplication factor. Uh-oh, I think I shot clean over somebody's head with that. Jesus showed us divine alchemy when he took the baser and lesser things of two fish, five loaves of bread, yes, and yes. administered divine spiritual alchemy to them and transmuted them into a higher vibration, which caused the multiplication factor to take place. While we're going after riches, you can take what you got and put it up to God. But see, the problem is you don't take your check and bless it before you spend it. Mm. You don't take it and give it and offer it up to God. But right still, you're falling in the hook, line, and sinker for that. If you pay your tithe, God's going to bless you. Yes, he will. But if you don't give your tithe in faith, everything that's not done in faith is still a sin. If you do it because the pastor going to get on your case, you're still not going to be blessed. Amen. If you do it, amen, because you don't want him teaching about you in Bible class, you're still not going to be blessed. This thing must be done of a willing, willing. Freely. and obedient heart toward yes. the things of God. Praise be to God. Minister Mildred, as we go back, he says again in verse number nine. What does it say? And we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that ye have received, let him be accursed. Paul made it plain to the people that there ain't but one gospel, y'all. Ain't but one. And you know what? What then happened is when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, it kind of reminds me of when I was a child in school. The teacher began to give us a little display of how things can get distorted. And the teacher would take 10 of us and line us all up, Minister Mildred. And the teacher would whisper in one person's ear. Oh, yes. And he would whisper <laughs> in their ear and said, Sally went to the store <laughs> and she bought some chicken and dumplings. Yes. And by the time it got back. Tell me. By the time it got back to the original source, mm -hmm. need I not say that it was nothing like what the teacher explained? Not like the original. And basically, that's what has happened in the arena of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make it plain. By the time it then went through so many mouths and so many people heard it, it was greatly and has been greatly distorted. Yes, Lord. But thank God for the reading of the word. Hallelujah. For the reading of the word brings us back into proper alignment. That's right. And it helps us to achieve the maximum potential into which that Christ intended for us to get. Paul was concerned about the Galatian church because they began to try to implement Judaistic rules on them again. They began to tell them the same thing that people try to do today. They tried to tell them that if you don't get circumcised, you can't be saved. Like we're telling people today, if you don't, if you don't give your tithe, you can't be blessed. Mm. But as I said before, you can give your tithe and don't do it in the right spirit. You still won't be blessed. That's right. I've got to tell you the truth. That's right. See, one thing about it, when you tell the truth, you don't have a lot of people following you. Mm. But when you tell the truth, you'll be just like the Apostle Paul. He said, I fought a good fight. 
I've kept the faith and I finished my course. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, yes. and not only for me, but for them that obey the gospel. Hallelujah. That's it. That's so my, it. So my brothers and sisters, Minister Mildred, yes. we've got to bring it back. The story has been told for 2,000 years. It's been greatly distorted. Come on now. But I'm appealing to each and every one that knows the truth of the gospel from the day of Pentecost. Pick it back up from there. Go back into the book of Acts and read it from chapter 1. Bring the gospel back to the place in which that it is. We can't put the cart before the horse any longer. We can't put Romans before the Pentecostal experience. We've got to bring people back to the Pentecostal experience. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. As a matter of fact, when Paul was talking to the Romans, he was talking to people that had experienced Pentecost, but like the Galatians, were trying to go backwards. Yes, Anything else, Mr. Middle, we got to go. Hey, man, we just want to do in this end time, Bishop, it's about getting souls ready to meet the Savior one day. So that's why, you know, you have a, 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 just, a, a just a zeal to just continue to just, you know, teach God's word and get God's people back in place. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, I love you. My wife loves you with the love of the Lord. To all of my brothers and sisters out there, whatever ecclesiastical office you hold, I say this to appeal to you because there is a great distortion. And one of the things I can tell you this, the Antichrist is going to prosper off of our lackability and proper understanding concerning the gospel. Yes. He will be the one to help usher in mass confusion greater than what you're experiencing even at this particular time that we are currently residing in. But I make an appeal to you to fast and pray. Yes. The month of June, those of you that can, push the plate away. Yes. Push the plate away. While you were eating three meals that day, push the plate away and let God, let God, give you that denial yes. to deny your flesh because if you can't deny your flesh you won't be able to deny sin That's right. the pleasure that it wants hey listen we love you we're going to be around the station minister Mildred, do you know what they can call 662-704-0630 we're standing by we love you for holiness praise the lord we pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you and if it